series called Rhythms. And so the first week we talked about time, and I kind of dug into some different things that we spend time on in our lives. And, like, just think about it. Like, you spend a lot of time doing laundry. You spend a lot of time at the dinner table. You spend a lot of time at, at waiting in the line for fast food. It's amazing what we spend our time on, right? Most of it's on our phone. You know, like most of us just sitting somewhere scrolling through everybody else's life so we can forget about our own life, right? And so that's, that's what most of us do. And like I'm there, right? Like I'm exhausted. I'm like, my kid's like, hey, play with me. And I'm like, oh, I just, <laughs> like, I just, got, I, I just like need to zone out of my life for a minute, right? We spend so much time on so many things. So much time. And for us to take a step back and really analyze what we spend our time on, like it's something that we need to do constantly. It's something that maybe you get to the end of your week and you're like, what did I spend my time on? Or you get to the end of the day and you're like, what did I spend my time on today? What, what had my focus today? It's a good stretch. I promise it, it'll change things in your life. Last week, we talked about work. And I told you, I've never preached a message on work. But I'm praying, my prayer this last week has been that you guys walked into work last week, like, pumped up and excited about going to work. Right? Like, you just tackled Monday, you tackled Tuesday, Wednesday was a little shaky, but you jumped back in on Thursday, and Friday's Friday. So you don't need any more excitement for Friday, right? And so you jumped in there, had an awesome attitude, and you went and worked, not for your boss, but you went to work for the Lord. Right? Because that's what scripture tells us to do. Like, I don't show up for my boss. I don't show up for a paycheck. I don't show up just to support my family. I show up to serve God. And I promise you, it's a game changer in the workplace. Today, I want to talk about rest. I want to talk about Sabbath. Something else, like I've preached on rest and, you know, I've taken like students on retreats before. But it's never something that I've specifically just dug into. And today, I want to just start at the beginning. And we're going to go to Genesis. And we're going to see the very first Sabbath, right? In Genesis chapter 2, uh, verse 2, it says, On the seventh day, everybody say seventh. On the seventh day, God had finished his work of creation, so he rested. And I like it, I put this, ceased. Like that's, like that's the meaning there. It says, from all his work. And God blessed the seventh day and declared it holy. Because it was the day when he rested from all his work of creation. So this is the very first instance of somebody taking a break. Somebody taking it easy, a little bit of rest. And honestly, it's God's example of, of taking a Sabbath. Uh, if you look up the word Sabbath, it's Sabbat, and it, it means rest. It means like, hey, take some time off. And what I love about this, something that I feel like just needs to be highlighted, if God needs rest, I need rest. If, if God needs rest, if God needs to take some time off, if God needs to go chill out a little bit, you need to do the same thing in your life. It's a real thing. But I want to dig through this scripture and just find a couple things here. Check this out. He blessed it. He blessed the Sabbath. Like, it, he didn't just say, okay, I'm going to take a break. I'm just going to take it easy. He blessed it, and then he declared it holy. Can I tell you that this is the very first thing in all of scripture to just be used with the word holy. He declared it holy. And holy basically means set apart. It means, like, Special consideration, like this is specifically something that is not, it's not like everything else. And you can see that it's set apart because he worked for seven, six days, and then he took one day off. It's something that you've got to look at and understand. If God needs rest, if he's going to call this holy, if he's going to make a big deal about it, we need to do the same thing in our lives. Like so many people just go clock in, they clock out, they go home, and they work there, they work here. Like we constantly run, we constantly go, and it's one of those things that, we just run, run, run. And can I tell you that a, lot of, a huge piece of our culture has made it seem like if you don't seem like you're doing something, you're doing something wrong. Like that's real. 
That's the world that we live in every single day. And God is literally setting an example for us that he's going to do some incredible things day one, day six. Like all the way through there, he's going to create this and do this. Like the creation of the world is something pretty incredible. I, I think we would all agree on that. But on day seven, he's taking a step back. And he's relaxing. And I think that there's purpose behind God showing us this. And at the end of the day, I don't think God needs rest. I don't, I don't think he, like, God controls time, right? So, like, God doesn't even need 12 o'clock to 12 o'clock. He, he can do whatever he wants. But he takes time to show us that we need rest in our life. We need Sabbath. That we need to, to set aside some time. Keep it holy and just relax. And so today some of y'all are like, oh, man, I'm feeling this, right? Like I've been working overtime and I've been doing this and I've been doing this and I've been doing this. And I come home to the kids and then I got the dishes and then I got to mow the lawn and pay the bills and all this stuff. But it's something that we've got to be strategic about and carve out some time. Because if you don't plan it, it's not going to happen. I learned that a long time ago. Right? Like, if I don't plan something, if I don't set up something to, to succeed, it's not going to succeed. Like, maybe. There's like a slight chance. You, you've got to plan it out, and you've got to say, okay, I'm going to set aside this time. And I'm not saying you're not a mom and dad. Like, sorry, moms and dads. Like, you don't get to, you know, just take off, right? And maybe you do. Maybe you have a date night, and maybe you've got somebody to watch your kids for a little bit. If you need somebody to watch your kids, like, we will find somebody, right? I'm not going to just throw myself out there because I don't know if you want me watching your kids or not. But, man, if, if that's what you need, like, we want to help you. Like, that's what this church is all about, is that we want to we be a family. And we can't be family if we can't say, hey, if you need rest, like, come talk to us, and we will get you some rest. Even if it's a two-hour dinner date with your wife, or if it's just time to go sit on the couch and watch a TV show, like, maybe that's what you need. Maybe it's something else. But we will come alongside you and help you. Because we care about you, we care about your marriage, we care about your family. We can't win if you're not resting. Like, movement church and taking these next steps and becoming who God created us to be. Like, we can't do that constantly. We can't chase after that. And what happens after time is we just keep going and we keep going and, you know, we keep going and the batteries run out. I don't know about you, but the least, my least favorite part of the day is when I look at my phone and it says low power mode, question mark, because my battery's so low. Right? And then you spend the rest of the day wondering, is my phone going to make it? And let's be honest. We live in a world where our phone is kind of a necessity. It's something that we need because maybe somebody gets a hold of us. And let's be honest, most of us probably don't really need to have our phone on all the time, right? But we, we, we have this sense of need and we want people, if they need to get a hold of us or this or that. And so when, we, when you get to that low power mode, you're like, man, like, Lord Jesus, help me make it. And so maybe you go find a charger and you plug it in. Maybe, maybe you have like a portable charger and you just like have it in your pocket and the cord's hanging out. You don't even care, right? Like you just, you need the charge. And it's funny to see how many things in this world, like everything needs a charge, right? And then, of course, there'd be the one person like, what about solar-powered lights or panels or something, right? Like it's working, but it's also getting energy. Like, okay, okay, right? <laughs> everything needs batteries, your car needs gas. Your phone has a battery that has to be charged like eight times a day. Like, why wouldn't you need a time to plug in or unplug and charge and become, come back to 100% and be healthy? 
So many people flirt with the line of burnout because they're not willing to press pause on the things going on in their life and say, okay, I need to rest. Like if I don't rest, I'm going to blow up. Something's going to happen. I'm going to blow up at my wife. I'm going to blow up at my kids. I'm going to blow up at my boss. I'm going to blow up at somebody that pulled and took the parking spot at Walmart, right? Like you need rest. And a lot of times I can guarantee it when you find yourself and you're uneasy and you're like, oh, man, like you're just, you're just like ready to go. You just kind of got that like anger. It's just like instant, right? I guarantee you can look back at the days preceding or the week or the two weeks or the month and be like, I haven't rested in a while. I haven't had Sabbath. I haven't followed God's example. And I'm pretty sure he wouldn't do this if it wasn't important. He wouldn't show us this if it wasn't something that we need to practice every single week. Constantly. Find rest. Put the phone up for a little bit, y'all. Like, you don't have to have it all the time. Or like leave it next to your bed or put it somewhere else and maybe go check it once an hour. Like that's, a, that's more of an improvement than most of us do, right? Like usually it's in, right here in this hand and, you know, I'm walking around and I'll set it down right next to me so I can see if anybody needs me or if something pops up. And all the notifications, like the notifications are going to wear you out. I turned them off a long time ago, right? Like I don't need to know if somebody poked me on Facebook, right? Like I don't need to know. And honestly, I don't go look at it when somebody does anyway, right? Because that's just kind of weird, right? I was looking through it the other day, and I'm like, man, I got some of these from like years ago that I just never acknowledged or looked at. Turn the notifications off. Like get away, unplug, and spend some time with your family. Relax. Go out to eat. Walk through Target. Like find something to do that's relaxing. And something else I want to just mention about this. As you look at this, it's man's very first day in existence. The very first day that, like, man is breathing, he's, like, walking around, hanging out, and apparently he was naked, right? Uh, the very first day, it's Sabbath. It's rest. God didn't throw him in there and be like, get to work, you know? And he didn't, hey, we got to go do this and go do this and go name all the animals. Like, the first day of existence is rest. Like, there's something important to see in this passage. There's something important to see at the very beginning of time, of creation. God's showing us this example. He's making it a priority. And I, I just think we all need to think, okay, maybe this, there's something to this. Maybe I need to take this example, run with it. And I guarantee you're going to come back next week and be like, whoa. Like, my life was so much more enjoyable this week. Like, I'm not ready to just yell at everybody. I feel like I have something there, and I feel like I have something to offer, and got to find time. Deuteronomy chapter 5, I'm sure most of you guys have been reading through Deuteronomy lately because it's just the most exciting book of the Bible. Um, it's, it's the part where we're going over the Ten Commandments, and in verse 12 of chapter 5, it says this. It, it says, observe the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. Like, this is God's commandment to us. And it says holy again. I love that. It says, as the Lord your God has commanded you. He didn't say, hey, it's, it might be a good idea, you know, every now and then. Like, he's literally saying this is a command. You have six days each week for your ordinary work, but the seventh day is a Sabbath day of rest dedicated to the Lord your God. On that day, no one in your household may do any work. This includes you, your sons, your daughters, your male and female servants. I know you guys got some servants out there, right? Just kidding. You don't. Uh, your oxen and donkeys and other livestock and any foreigners living among you. All your, 
It says, remember that you were once slaves in Egypt, but the Lord your God brought you out with a strong hand and powerful arm. That is why the Lord your God has commanded you to rest on the Sabbath day. So notice this. There's ten commandments. This is number four, right? Like, I feel like in the order of things, and of course you get to some pretty severe ones like don't kill somebody, uh, that kind of stuff. Like, don't cover, you know, your, your neighbor's goods and all this stuff. Don't cover your neighbor's, neighbor's wife. Like, there's all this stuff that we could go through, but it's ironic. And to me, it's just, you, you see the importance of it again. Like, hey, notice this, notice this. God's commanding us to take a day and relax and to rest and to dedicate it to him. It's that important. Like, there's only ten commandments, and it made it in the cut. Must be kind of important. Like, I think back to, like, MySpace. Anybody remember MySpace? Some of you do. Some of you don't. Some of you are like, what is that? It's okay. It's all right. Um, MySpace was cool because you had, like, your top friends list. Anybody remember? Come on. Like, every day I'm looking on there, like, okay, do I need to change some spots here? Like, okay, you know, they were mean to me this week. Like, I'm going to bump them down, you know, and. Oh, sorry, you know, you're just constantly like looking at it and you got your top and you could make it whatever. Like you could have like a top eight or a top four or a top 16. And I, I just imagine, I think of God saying, okay, if I'm going to command them to do 10 things, these got to be some pretty, like there's a lot of things God command, could command us to do. There's a lot of things that I could put in place as law to say this these are the 10 things. Like, if you do this, you're going to do good. Like, life is going to be more enjoyable. Like, it's going to be better. It's going to be easier. 10 things. And we see this on there. Number four, remember the Sabbath day. Keep it holy. Like, it's mentioned again, like, you've got to set it apart. It's special. It's dedicated to God. And I love the last part of verse 15. It says, remember that you were once slaves in Egypt. The Lord your God brought you out with a strong hand and powerful arm. This is why the Lord your God has commanded you to rest on the Sabbath day. Now, I want to help you kind of shift some things in your mind today. Because a lot of us, we've just kind of fallen in with culture. We've fallen in with the world that we've just been born into. And let's be honest, a lot of the world's ways are easier to walk into and live out than maybe some things that God's called us to. But they become... Like, I want to say like second nature. Like, they become like first nature to us, right? Like, they're almost instincts to say, like, i got to work, 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 right? In the words of Rihanna, right? Like, <laughs> I've got to work, and I've got to put in the work, and I've got I've to go to work, and I've got to do this. And when I get home from work, I've got to do this, and I've got to do this. And I, you just can't stop. There's so many things on the to-do list. There's so much like, oh, man, and like, I don't know about you guys, but I'm just all about having the to-do list and like checking something off. Like, it's the greatest feeling. Like, you feel like you're flying around, you're on cloud nine, like, it's, it's awesome. But sometimes you got to put the to-do list aside. And what I love about this, like, he's talking about rest, and he's saying, you were once slaves. Like, you've been enslaved for decades, for generations. And they have this mindset that they've been born into this, that they're going to go work every single day, all the time, come home, eat something, go to sleep, wake up, and go to work the next day. And today, here's something I just, I want to push you. I want to nudge you towards who God's created you to be. And if you're going to become that, you've got to take times of rest. You've got to honor the Sabbath day and keep it holy. And here's what it is. Your mentality, your mentality shifts your reality. And this is something that I could put on any sermon because it's, 
it's catchy and it kind of rhymes and it works good. But to me, this is something to look at and say, okay, my mindset has been on working. My mindset is part of the culture that says if I'm, I'm lazy, if I don't just keep going and going and going. Like, that's the, the world we've been born into. And I'm reading this and God's saying, I've set this example for you to take rest and to have a Sabbath. I've shown you that. I've commanded you to do it. Now do it. And some of us need to wake up today and say, okay, maybe this is important. Maybe this is going to change things in my life. So maybe I should give it a chance. And today I'm calling you to say, begin to shift your mind, the mentality that you've had, and say, okay, maybe I need to learn how to take rest. And maybe it's something that you've just got to baby step into. And maybe you're like, okay, I've got an hour today. I'm going to rest. And maybe the next day you're like, okay, I've got an hour and a half. The kids are asleep, right? <laughs> you know, the dishes are like, I've, I've gotten things done. Like, those things can wait. Like, just jump in and rest. And really what I love to see, God is calling them from being slaves to sons. And can I tell you that you are a son or a daughter of, of God? And he doesn't look at you like you are a slave or a servant. He looks at you like you are a son and daughter. And he doesn't expect you to just go work and to serve all the time and just keep running, running, running. He's literally saying, drop that mindset, forget what you've been used to, and walk into this new life. And I want to help you live your life better. And it's going to be better when you rest. It's going to be better. Galatians chapter 4, verse 4 through 7 says, But when the right time came, God sent his son, born of a woman, subject to the law, God sent him to buy freedom for us who were slaves to the law so that he could adopt us as his very own children. Like, hallelujah, right? Like, I get excited reading this verse. And because we are his children, God has sent the spirit of his son into our hearts, prompting us to call out, Abba, Father. Now you are no longer a slave but God's own child. And since you are his child, God made you his heir. If God's resting, I need to rest. If he's commanded me to rest, I probably should do it, right? But he's trying to say, don't just do this because I'm saying it. Do it because of what I've made you. Do it because I, I took you as you were and the mistakes and the junk, and I sent my son Jesus to die on the cross for you. It's, it's something that I think we just kind of walk over sometimes, and we forget the bigness of what God did for us when he sent Jesus to die on the cross. And he didn't just do it for your neighbor. He didn't just do it for the person sitting next to you or on your left or on your right. He did it for you. And we see the value that he sees in us. And it's not just, hey, go to work. Hey, do this. Hey, do this. It's, hey, like, take it easy. Like, hopefully today you're sitting there and you're getting kind of excited thinking about when you're planning your next Sabbath, right? When you're planning some times of rest. Like, hopefully you're sitting like, dude, like, Seth said so. Right? And here's what, what I don't need. I don't need some, like, emails from some wives or something like, hey, you preached on this, and, like, you need to talk to my husband because he's been Sabbathing all week long. Like, he has been sabbathing, right, in Sabbath, and he's just been just taking it easy on the couch and just, you know, the microwave meals and, like, commanding me to go bring him something. Like, guys, that's not what I'm saying today. I'm saying we've got to set some time aside, that we've got to follow God's example that we've got to look at the mentality that we have, the methods that we live out, and say, maybe there's a shift that needs to change. And maybe I need to look at the fact that I'm not a slave, I am a son, I am a daughter, and I can live that out of my life every single day, and I'm going to show it by taking Sabbath. Sounds easy. But then your phone goes off. 
Romans 12, 2. This is classic. It says, do not conform to the patterns of this world. I've seen other versions that say rhythms, so we're just going to throw it in there because it's, it's good. The patterns or the rhythms of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Today, I think that some of you, and maybe this is another area of your life, that you need to say, I am a son, I am a daughter. And shake off the mentality that you've been living in, and I promise you it'll change things. I promise you it'll change the way that you look at how you serve in church. It'll change the way you go to work next week or tomorrow. It'll change things in your life if you let it. And we pray, God, renew my mind. Show me, show me your love in a new way. Help me understand your love in a new way. You don't have to live like you did yesterday. God has more. Lastly, this is my last point today. Rest requires reliance. So a lot of it is, well, if I don't get it done, nobody's going to get it done. If I don't go work those extra hours, we're not going to have money to pay the bills. If I don't put in the time here, this isn't going to happen. Like there's just all this stuff that lines up and it kind of works together in a sense that it's working against you. And the time that you have. You know, every, every Sunday, the end of our service, we have a moment where we receive our tithes and offerings. And you're already like, what? <laughs> I feel like the word tithe is just like one of those words at church where some people like get really uncomfortable. And like, that's okay, right? That's okay. But it's the sense of, I'm going to trust God with my finances more than I trust myself with my finances. That I'm going to believe that he can do more in my life with 90% of the finances that come through than I can do with 100. Like that's, hopefully that's what you're getting every week when I talk about it, right? Like God has called us to tithe. Like he's called us to give 10% of what comes in. And every week I'm, I'm like, hey, like just, just take that next step. Maybe you don't give anything, like give something. If you give something, maybe just take that next level up and just work your way up to 10%, right? Like that's what God has called us to do in scripture. And I was thinking about this and I did the math. And there's 168 hours in a week. Some of you are like, man, that's a lot of hours. That's a lot of hours. 168 hours in a week. And I thought, what would happen if we began to tithe out of our 168 hours? Like it doesn't always have to just correlate to be finances and money. But maybe in our life we say, okay, you know what? God can do more with the other time than I can. That he can help me get some stuff done in the other time better than I can. And maybe if I just say, you know what, I'm going to look at my time this week and I'm going to plan out this is my Sabbath time. I'm going to put it in his hands. And the rest of the week, like God's going to take care of me. I know it. Like if I just trust in him. And, you know, it's funny. You go to church and like, hey, tithe, do this. And like you hear these stories about, man, I tithe. And like God showed up in, in, our, in our finances. And like he stretched it and like, Everything got paid for. Like, I love hearing those stories. I love hearing stories about people trusting in God in bigger ways. And let's be honest, like, finances is, like, one of the biggest ways because it's just, it's, it's integral to our life. But something that we all have, like, we all don't have money. Let's be honest, like, wish. <laughs> but I've got time. And if anything, I can rely on God in a way that I say, you know what? There's 168 hours in the week. And I'm going to start off, and I'm going to say 10%. And you know what's funny? It comes out to 16 hours and 48 minutes. 
Now, the funny thing to think about is God's saying, hey, on the seventh day, he rested, right? Now, most of us sleep, and I know not everybody, but the average sleep is about seven, eight hours, okay? And so if you think about it, one whole day of rest could be the 16 hours and 48 minutes that you would wake up and live out the whole day, right? Like most people are awake for 16 hours, give or take. And so you do the math, and it comes out to literally be 10% of your week. Like from when you woke up today till you go to sleep tonight. That's 10% of your week. And here's what I'm not saying. That you can only give Sunday, right? Because some of y'all are going to go to work later. Some of y'all are going to do some work at home on the computer later because you got to. Like it's just something you've got to do. But here's what I'm challenging you to do is say, I'm going to take that 16 hours and 48 minutes and I'm going to find slivers of time in my week. Maybe I can get six hours here. Maybe I can get four hours here. But at the end of the day, I want to take my time my 168 hours and say, God, take the 151 and do more with it than I can. I'm going to trust in you. I'm going to believe in you. I'm going to rely on you in a new way to see things happen in my work week with my family that you can stretch time like I can, that you can help me prioritize the things in my life like I can. And I'm calling you in to the rest of the hours because I'm going to rest and I'm going to honor you and I'm going to do what you called me to do for 16 hours. really excited talking about taking a rest and Sabbath and maybe a nap or something like yeah I do because I'm wondering what would happen if all of us took just a nugget of this today and we began to rely on God in a new way we've got time you can give it you can trust in God and you can do the research I love to see this in business because you look at a place like Chick-fil-A and I don't know about you guys, but like I want Chick-fil-A, but I don't want to go through the drive-thru because it's backed up. We've all been there, right? Like you all, you've got like a second best place, but Chick-fil-A is normally like right there. And, but sometimes you're like, it's worth it. <laughs> like I'm about to fight through that line. I'm going to get through there. I'm going to give me that Chick-fil-A chicken sandwich with the pickles on it, right? Like you want it. And I love Chick-fil-A because I can't go there today. And if you look in their mission statement, they want to honor God. It's incredible to see. And what's even cooler is to see the success that they see each and every year. That they might be ranked number three in fast food chains, but can I tell you that like per capita, if you take each restaurant, they make each Chick-fil-A restaurant makes a lot more than each McDonald's restaurant. Like, I think the average is like close to four million that they are bringing in each and every restaurant. And it's becoming one of the most successful restaurant chains. And get this, they're not even open on Sunday. Right now, you can go through McDonald's and get you some McNuggets, right? They're not going to be as good. They're a little crunchy. They're a little like, is this really chicken? I don't know. They taste okay, but it's not Chick-fil-A. And I love to see that even when business people aren't afraid to go against the grain of culture, that they're not afraid to say, okay, you know what, this might hurt us financially, but it's incredible to see what God has done with Chick-fil-A and saying, guess what, they take a whole day off and they're making more money than anybody else. They're seeing more success and more growth than anybody else. And people just keep going there. You see it in Hobby Lobby. Guess what, y'all, you can't go get any crafts today have to go to Michael's, right? You can't go get the frames. 
or the little scripture things that you put in the bathroom, right? Like, you're going to have to wait till tomorrow because they want to honor God in the way they run their business. They want to look at their employees and say, we value you, and we want to give you this day off every single week, right? They're doing things that scripture's telling them to do, and it's, it's making their business explode. To me, there's something to see there, and what I love is it's relying on God. I'm sure when they first started out, they're like, what? Like, we're not going to be open on Sundays? Like, that's the day when people get out of church and want to go eat something. But they rely on God. Today I want to read one last passage, and this is a popular one as well. And today I want to read it, and I want it to just let it, like, sink into your heart and to your soul this morning. This is Psalm chapter 23. I'm just going to read the first four verses. It says, the Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me, he leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right paths for his name's sake. I love this passage of scripture. It's been something that I've come back to constantly in my life. It's been one of those things that, like, I'm just hustling, and I'm running, and I'm running, and I just get so empty, and I come back to this passage of Scripture. There's something that you just think, man, God's trying to lead me to the quiet waters. God's trying to restore my soul, and I, I found this expert in a, in a blog that I found, and it's, it's pretty interesting. It says, sheep do not lie down easily. I wouldn't have known that until I read this. It says, and will not unless four conditions are met. Because they are timid, they will not lie down if they are afraid. Because they are social animals, they will not lie down if there's friction among the sheep. If flies or parasites trouble them, they will not lie down. Finally, if sheep are anxious about food or hungry, they will not lie down. Rest comes because the shepherd has dealt with fear, friction, flies, and famine. through this and I think you know what some of us we've got to get out of the driver's seat of our life and we've got to invite God and say God take the keys take the wheel I want you to take control I want you to take my time I'm going to trust in you I'm going to rely in you like never before and what I love is that he's the shepherd there's so many things that he could have been in this passage of scripture but I love that it's he's a shepherd and I love reading the, the backstory of this, that, that sheep don't just go lie down for fun, right? They're not going to lie down until they have everything perfect for them. And can I tell you that God is working for your good? And that even when you're not on the clock, even when you're just taking it easy, spending time with your wife or with your husband or with your kids or with friends, like it doesn't matter because it's in God's hands. And he can do more behind the scenes than you could ever do in the scenes. We just have to, re to rely and we have to listen and we have to obey to the commands that he's given us to say, I need to take some time. And he's going to take care of everything. He's going to make sure there's no friction and no flies swarming around me. And that my, my stomach's full and that I have what I need and he can do more with it than you can. My prayer today is that you would just allow the shepherd into your life today. Let him lead you. Let him guide you. some value in time and I can I guarantee you this is the perfect time for this message because you're about to walk into the craziest season of your life it's coming it's already started 
prayer team today is that you can find times to unplug, put the phone away, give your kids some attention. I promise you, it feels like work sometimes. But man, I'm sitting there sometimes with my son, my boys, and it's the most relaxing, peaceful part of the day. Today, the challenge is this. Find some time to rest. Rely on God. Maybe let God begin to shift some things in your mind. Follow him. 